All right, let's get let's get into that. Let's get into our our healing flow here tonight. And uh, this is a healing meeting. If you're if you stumbled into church tonight and you don't uh, you're not aware of what kind of service this is, uh, that's all right. And relax and uh, and just and receive from the word. And uh, and if you do have physical problems in your body, you've been suffering in your health. Um, we're going to knock that off of you tonight. Okay. And there'll be some changes in your body before you leave. Yeah. I mean, divine realign. I mean, spines will come into alignment and uh, tumors fall off. Pain and aches and different things will leave. They'll leave tonight. All right. They'll leave. Before you leave, they will leave. <laughs> We're going to dismiss them early. <laughs> Amen. Why can we say that? Well, we can say that be simply because the Lord Jesus took our sins and our sickness and disease to the cross. He suffered and died for the very purpose so we would have available to us health and wholeness and healing. Amen? And not only did He provide, provide it for us, He commissioned it to bring it to people. All right? And so uh, if you're here tonight again and you have need, you're surrounded by people of faith. All right? People who believe that God is not only all powerful and all capable, but also He is love and therefore all willing. And He's not willing that one person should leave here in disease, in, in, in physical lack and limitations. Amen. It's the Lord's will for you, to, for you to be healed not two years from now. 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 Why do I say that? Because Jesus already died. He's already raised from the dead. Amen. Amen. Not, not a time would we ever instruct a person who came to the Lord and said, or came to us and said, you know, I want to be forgiven of my sins. I want to receive the Lord in my life. Not ever would we say, well, you might want to wait on God's timing. It might not be for a couple years. You, know, you never know what God's going to do. No, we do know for certain that the Lord is merciful and kind, and whoever calls on His name will be saved. Right? And, and the Lord will forgive them in a moment. I tell you, He's no different concerning other issues, especially concerning healing. All right. Now, I do want to show you a couple things. If you would look in your Bible to Luke chapter 17. Luke 17. Thank you, Lord. As a pastor and a teacher, I want you to know that I think not just in terms of the moment and right now, but it is in my my view, a person's entire life, all right? In other words, I'm not simply interested in the now, let's see what we can get happen instantly. I am interested in that, all right? But I'm interested in a person's entire life. In other words, I don't want a person just to experience God and then go back out into the world and be the same. Even if the experience of God was legitimate, I don't want a person to be healed and then go back out and a week later they're sick again and living from problem to problem. 
You know what I'm talking about? I'm interested in taking us from a place where we are overrun by problems and the things of, the, of life and the curse that's in the earth and all these things and living free from it. Amen. And, and, and perpetuating that liberty and that freedom that we have in Christ. And so tonight I will give you what's necessary to, keep, to get you healed. I'm going to give you a word right now. It will produce in you and enable, it will enable you to believe and receive from God healing now. All right. However, I also want to help you stay healed. And I want to help you live in the victory that's yours in Christ. Okay. Because of that, I, I do want to highly encourage you to not let this just be uh, a one-time event. All right. These things, meetings like this and teachings like these need to be uh, continued in your life. All right. I would encourage you. We, we do these meetings um, once a month and therefore we have already many, many healing messages on file. You know what I'm talking about? A lot, most, a lot of them you can get on our website for free. You can just go and look for the healing messages, and uh, and you can get all kinds of healing messages. What will that do? It'll help you help you live that way. All right, not just get it once and then next time you're in trouble, six months later we'll, you'll come running back to another healing meeting. Dumb. I mean, I say that with all niceties, uh, <laughs> but, but but that's not the way the Lord wants us to live. Okay, and the way we live with him is not just I run to him when I'm in trouble. Now he's merciful, so thank God. But he wants us to run to him and stay with him, <laughs> run to him and live with him. And when it comes to running to this kind of word, we need to be saturated in this and let our thinking be renewed so that we can continually walk in the divine healing and power of God that he's made available for us. Amen. And so, and so get some of that stuff and meditate on these truths. You, you might remember if you were at our last uh, healing meeting that we talked about your faith, all right? In that meeting, of course, I was showing you from the Word of God that Jesus repeatedly pointed to an individual's faith as the main ingredient to receiving their healing, all right? And, and, and that explanation resulted in many instant healings that very night, all right, and people were able to quickly believe and quickly receive, and, and bodies were changed just just right here before our eyes. Just amazing and outstanding for us to see, and some I think still get tripped up from time to time when it comes to the whole faith issue. Uh, in thinking about themselves, they feel like, you know, I just don't know if my faith is sufficient. I don't know if I if I have enough faith to believe that I could really be healed of this condition, whatever it is. And, and I want to help you out a little bit with that because I want you to know that that is not... If you're in a place where you're struggling to believe and you think, even listening to my you know, teaching on this right now, you think, you know, maybe, could it be? I, I, listen, I understand that. And, and, and don't, don't feel bad about thinking, but I'm telling you, it's a very short step to get from there to, yes, I believe God will do it in me now. I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's not a, it doesn't have to be a long process. Well, I'm going to have to work on me. Well, listen, for your entire life and getting all of your thinking in line with God, that does take time. But I'm telling you, any individual area that, uh, that the Word deals with, any individual area of our life can be changed real quick. 
It really can. You can come in here being, and I know most of you are not, but if you are, I understand. You could come in here being completely skeptical of this, like what in the world is going, you know, uh, and just, but in a matter of minutes here, you'll open your mind and there'll be a change of thinking. And it'll position you to receive quickly from the Lord. I remember one of the one of the testimonies. I'm just kind of looking around to see if I see, see who I see here. Uh, one of the testimonies that came from a, a, a young man who was having uh, what was the problem? It was back and neck problems in this particular person. And they came. They were not not a believer. Came to came to the this healing meeting. And, uh, and I laid hands on them, and I immediately, you know, asked them, as I sometimes do, uh, to check and see how that was. And, and, you know, they were just very calmly, didn't notice any change. And, uh, and so I just, I just put my hand on them again, you know, said, thank you, Lord, the power of God's working in his body right now. And, uh, and he was instantly and dramatically healed. I mean, to hear the whole testimony, it's, a, it's a, one of those, like, nice, <laughs> wow, God is good, because he went, he went back and said, wow, and he started talking to the people who brought him to the service and said, that was powerful, that was amazing, never experienced, wasn't even, he wasn't even a church goer, and just experienced something tremendous and supernatural that healed his body uh, there, you know, I say instantly, but it did take like 10 seconds. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, but I'm telling you, a person came in not even knowing what this is about, leaving with a miracle from God. I tell you what, God, God is a good God. I'm, again, what I want to communicate is, is this is not a big step. This is, this is an easy step, all right? This, this, is a, this is an easy step. People can easily and quickly adjust and, and, and not be concerned about, well, can I, do I have enough faith? And can, can I really believe? Uh, any one of us can operate in this God kind of faith today. And uh, what I think we need sometimes is, to, uh, is a picture of what it really looks like. All right, let me come back to that. Let's look here in Luke 17. It said in verse 1, Then he said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves if your brother sins against you. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall what? Forgive him. And the apostles said to him, said to the Lord, increase our faith. That's interesting that that was the context in which they said, Lord, we need help. It wasn't in the context of, you, you can go out and cast out demons, and you can lay hands on the sick, and they'll recover. I want you to go out and preach the gospel and raise the dead. And, do, and, and they said, Lord, help. No, it wasn't in that context. It was only when they talked about forgiveness. You mean if that turkey does it to me seven times in a day and comes back to me, i got to forgive him? Lord, I need help. <laughs> Would you increase our faith? Uh, this does tell me some things. Listen, if you can forgive someone, man, that's one of the biggest hurdles. If you can forgive someone multiple times within one day, well, you're not going to have any problem getting healed or helping somebody else get healed. I mean, this is where big faith is needed. You know what I'm talking about? I, I think if, in, if anywhere you need a lot of faith, it's dealing with people. It's dealing with their ugliness. You know what I'm talking about? When, when we're just dealing with the devil, <laughs> whatever. 
Lord, I don't need any extra faith for this one. I got it. We're good. Amen. I mean, didn't the Bible say that, that Jesus cast out spirits with the finger of God? I think that's interesting when it says finger. Another place it says spirit, but finger obviously is not the strongest part of your body, right? Finger means I didn't even need to raise my hand to deal with that. And this is the proper view. Now listen, this is accurate. This is God's view. And we're wanting to think like him concerning these things, not just think like, this is a big problem. Oh, this is hard. You don't know how much it hurts. I know how big God is. And I know if I could just get a hold of his little finger. And that's what we're using. We're not using our own power here. We're using his. If I could just get his finger to move. I tell you every problem would be eradicated from everybody. It's just not, not a big deal. And we need to think straight concerning this. Amen. This is not hard. This is not difficult. We're talking about almighty God. Amen. And so they said, again, Lord, increase our faith. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain or this mulberry tree, excuse me, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. If what? You had what? No. If you had faith as... He's not saying if you have faith, they had faith. Listen, you have faith. He didn't say if you had faith, you could do this. He said if you had faith as. The problem wasn't that they didn't have faith. Jesus didn't respond to their request and say yes or no. Yes, I'll go ahead and give you a little more faith. Or no, make it on your own. He said if you had faith as. He's talking to them about how they use their faith. A mustard seed was very small, yet it grew into something great, right? And it's important that we use what we have, and when it's used, it grows to produce the desired result. And he said, if you just had that, just this little faith as a mustard seed, if it was used right, you could take the little mulberry tree. I don't know how big a mulberry tree is. I don't really have one of those. Uh, But you, you could talk to it. You could cast it in the sea, and it would listen to you. Really, that's what Jesus said about faith. Amen. And so, uh, it's not that we really, again, need more faith, but we simply need to understand how faith works and what a person in faith looks like. Sometimes we need a real-life example. What does it look like? If a person has faith, how do they act? How do they approach sickness and disease? How do they respond to circumstances in life that challenge them? I need to know what that looks like. Because if I can see that, I can know how I'm supposed to act. And I don't have to be worrying about, oh, do I have enough faith? No, I'm just going to act in faith that I already have. I'm going to act the way I'm supposed to act. Not, 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 Not in a works mode. If you do this and do this and pull this lever and turn this knob, you'll get it. No, I want to learn, I want to see what faith does. Let me give you a couple examples here. Mark chapter 10 is one. Mark chapter 10. And this is the story about a guy who's, uh, he's been come to know, be known as, uh, his first name is Blind. Blind. 
Last name is Bartimaeus. <laughs> How rude of his parents. You really named me blind. No, actually, it's a description. But he's, we always call him blind Bartimaeus, as the Scripture says. Verse 46, Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garments, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Now, first of all, understand this. This guy, blind, you know, blind, Bart, blind Bartimaeus, why did he call out after Jesus? Why was he yelling out, Son of David, have mercy on me? Why, why would you do that? Well, the obvious reason to me is that he had heard something about Jesus prior to this. He had heard that Jesus was capable, that he was anointed, that people were being healed in his meetings. Otherwise, there would be no reason for him to cry out after Jesus any more than any other person going by. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, Steve, Steve, son of John. Have mercy on me. No, no, because he didn't hear anything about Steve. Know what I'm talking about? But he did hear something about Jesus. Son of David, have mercy on me. So he cried out. So we knew this is important. He had already heard something. Doesn't the Bible tell us that faith comes by hearing? hearing. He heard something, and that already, this is what a person with faith looks like now. Okay? He's got a problem, but he's already acting on what he heard. He heard that Jesus was the healer, Jesus was the answer, so he's already doing something about it. What? He's calling out. Let me ask you a question. What if he had not called out to Jesus when he was going by? I'll tell you what would happen. Jesus would have kept going by. He would have stayed blind. See, that kind of throws out some of this idea where people think, and it's just wrong thinking, it's okay if you have it, but we want to get rid of it. All right, don't, don't be condemned if you think wrong. Uh, but he, he throws out the idea that, well, if God wanted him healed, he would be healed. If God really, you know, obviously blind Bartimaeus was going to get healed no matter what because that was God's plan. No, 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 no. He called out to Jesus. If he hadn't called on him, he would have kept going. He would have stayed there blind. So you cannot... We cannot take this position that, well, I'm just going to let God be God and uh, whatever He wants to do in His time and His place, I just believe He'll do that in my life. Wrong. Okay? The Lord loves you, but you're wrong. And you'll keep a problem that way. 
You see, remember Romans 10? It says, whosoever, I think I quoted this earlier, shall call on the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. What about the whosoever that keeps quiet? They will not be saved. Say, really? Would the Lord really not save them? There must be a response on our part to what we've heard. And when someone declares the gospel to someone, they must call on the Lord. Otherwise, salvation does not come to them. When someone hears about how he is the healer, they must call on the Lord. And then what? Healing comes to them. So this is, this is one thing we can see. This is how faith acts. This is what faith does. It doesn't sit passively by saying whatever will be will be. It goes aggressively towards the solution to the problem. Amen. And this is, this is the Lord Jesus. And so uh, uh, this is interesting as well to see again how faith acts is once Jesus answered and said, what do you want me to do for you? The, uh, the blind guy said, uh, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Uh, let's see, I, pa- I passed that up. Uh, the disciple said to him earlier, be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. So as soon as Jesus said, yeah, yeah, come over here. The, Bi- the Bible tells us there in verse 50, it says, and throwing aside his garments, he rose and came to Jesus. Now, sometimes we read right over statements like that, but I've read through certain um, people who have studied historical times and customs from that day. And apparently, because that's not in the Bible for no reason. Some, maybe we don't under, automatically see it, but those statements are there for a reason. And, and what they have said is that people who were blind and people who were beggars wore certain coats or garments or cloaks um, that identified them as such. All right, so you could go by and see, oh, that... You know, he's a beggar or he's blind and and that identified him. So maybe you steer out of his way or you want to go help him or or whatever. You know what I'm talking about. And as soon as Jesus called on him, what did he do? He got rid of his livelihood. He got rid of what he needed as a blind guy. All right. He knew Jesus is calling me. I don't need my blind stuff anymore. This is how faith acts. Now, what, what, would, what would unbelief do? Well, I'm gonna hold, I better keep this just in case. You know, I better hold on to this because if this doesn't work, <clears throat> I'm not going to be able to make a living anymore. Uh, I'm not going to be able to support myself, and I'm going to be blind without a blind, you know, sign. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I need that. But he knew... I don't need this anymore. See, that's kind of a bold bold step. It is how faith acts. Faith knows I'm not maybe going to get something here. I'm not going to go see if this will work. Faith says, Jesus is calling me. My old life is gone. I am finished with the way I used to be. I'm no longer going to be blind. I'm no longer going to be disease or weak or, or whatever it is that a person has. I'm not going to be that way anymore. Amen. Now, this can run us into a lot of things. 
But I, let, me, let, me make some, let me make some statements here. And I know it might, uh, it might challenge some thinking, but I just want you to stay on, uh, on, on board with me while we talk about this. Uh, many times... Many times people will ask questions like this if they've got a serious condition in their body. Um, doctors have, you know, told them you've got this condition. We need to do surgery. You need to have this treatment. And sometimes people who believe in divine healing, and they know that God does that, but they'll come, and I've been asked this question on numerous occasions, they'll come and say, you know, I do believe in healing and should I have the surgery? Here's the answer to that question. Yes. The answer to your question, should I have surgery, is yes. Why? Because you asked. Now, I don't mean to just say that lightly, and it's not mocking any, anybody, because I want people to live. God wants you to live. God wants you well. All right? If you need you know, someone says, should I take medicine? Yes. In other words, if you have to ask the question, the answer is yes, you should. Because when you, when you are in a place where you do believe God, you don't ask that question. I'm not saying throwing away, throw, throw something away to prove that you believe. That's not how it works. You know what I'm talking about? In other words, I, I heard of a person, a, a, a child who had uh, heard this... Um, well, I've heard multiple stories about this, actually, and, uh, but a friend of mine, and he prayed for this child who had bottle glass, uh, pot, like, you know, like pot, and this real thick glasses, just had really bad eyesight. And this child was, uh, you know, young child, was, was full of faith and got prayed for, took his glasses off and threw them away. Bumped into stuff, <laughs> could hardly see, but in a short time, his eyes became perfect. I know others who've done the same thing. Well, I say, no, I can't think of anyone on the top of my head, but i heard of stories of others doing the same thing, got prayed for, threw away their glasses, and after a little while went and bought new ones. <laughs> know what I'm talking about? It's not the action that does it. It's the action of faith that does it. In other words, one person copies someone else, and that's not really the right motivation. Another person genuinely believes. But, but sometimes you hear people say, well, I'm going to have surgery and I'm believing God. I, I believe that the Lord's my healer. Well, listen, you don't believe the Lord's your healer. I, and, and understand where I'm coming from. I am not against surgery nor medical help. Are you listening? That keeps a lot of people alive and helps a lot of people. And God wants us well, period. But I think we need to be honest with where we're at. What do we believe? And many times people say, well, I'm going to go get surgery. I believe God. You don't believe God. You believe in the doctor. And again, I'm not telling you that, that, that you're a bad person for that. But you do have faith in something. And you're, listen, people, they call it the placebo effect, right? People actually have gotten healed, physical change, and they were given a pill that they thought had medicine, but it was actually a sugar pill. But yet they believed it, and it changed their body. You need to understand, this is the way God set up the set human beings up to operate. Now, we should operate on a higher level than that because our faith is in God. 
All right. But if a person, person has faith in a doctor, well, that is limited because human beings are limited and knowledge is limited, but that can help them. But we need to understand when a person has faith in God, I don't need anything else. I'm going to get my healing. It's done. My life has changed. My, uh, I was talking to uh, my sister's husband recently, who's many of you know ministers here from time to time, uh, Jim Hockaday. And uh, uh, he told me, he, he said one day we were driving down the street, and I've tried to get all the details of the story right, he and his wife, my sister. And uh, he said, well, I'm going to pull over here, and I think he said Walgreens. And uh, I'm, we're just going to pull over in, into Walgreens here for a moment and get um, your get your insulin and get for you know for your diabetes. And my sister was sort of looking at him like, "What are you talking about?" He said, "I'm just going to go in here and get you know get your get your medicine, your insulin, and, and everything for your for your diabetes. I'm just going to go get that." And she's like, "What in the world are you talking about?" And he just persisted with that. And, you know, and she, she said, what do you, I don't have diabetes. Why would we get that? And he was just kind of actually making a point, not to her, but just to see how she would respond. He wanted to see how a person would respond who completely believed that they didn't need something if you said, well, you need to get this. Yeah. And it's interesting how so many times we are we get into works mode and all kinds of stuff. When faith is a rest, why would I need that? I don't have this. Amen. You can see how absolute faith thinks about that stuff. I'm not saying again now, put on and act like a, you're somewhere where you're not. But when someone truly believes, I'm well, they're willing to get rid of the cape. They're willing to get rid of whatever crutch it was that sustained their sickness, that sustained their infirmed position. They're ready to take a step of faith and get out there because I have a new life now. Amen. And this faith is not difficult. I mean, this, guy, he's just a, this guy's not educated. This just blind guy. You know, I don't mean he does the blinds like in the windows and stuff. You know, he, he's just blind and a beggar. He's sitting on the side of the road. He says, good, this is done. And that's pretty simple, man. I tell you what, this is not complicated. It's just my life has changed. This should be different now. All right. This is the kind of person who doesn't have plan B. I know uh, many times people wonder why it seems in some parts of the world uh, and Oftentimes in different third world nations, you'll hear of a, a person going in, an evangelist going in, and just all over the place seeing blind eyes open and cripples walking and, and just m- the big miracles galore. And they come back to, you know, their home in the States and, you know, just not seeing it on that level. And, uh, again, one reason why sometimes people get such huge results is because the people don't have a plan B. It's not like I'm going to trust God or if that doesn't work, I'm going to go back to my doctor and, and get it done this way. And oftentimes people are just trying stuff out. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And again, if you know if someone gets the impression like, well, we're anti-doctor. No, we're not. They're in the same business, just on a different level. In the healing business. They're in God's business. You, you know what I'm talking about? God wants people well. But there are different levels of faith and people are looking at things differently. I'm going to show you one more here, and then we'll uh, lay hands on the sick. 
Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. Thank you, Lord. This is easy stuff. Mark chapter 2 and verse 1. And again, he entered Capernaum after some days. And it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached. What did he preach? He preached the word to them. He preached the word to them. I find it interesting. There's another account of this uh, over in um, Luke chapter 5. And uh, same account, different author, different, uh, well, Dr. Luke was writing over there. Um, But what Luke said about the same account, instead of saying, and he preached the word, he said, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. I find, well, that probably goes right hand in hand, doesn't it? What causes the power of the Lord to be present to heal a person? The Word of God. We need to know what God thinks. We need to know what He is saying. When we preach the Word, the power of the Lord becomes present to carry that Word out. Amen? That's because sometimes you just read the same story, two different things, you get, you get great stuff. All right? And uh, uh, they preached the Word to them. Verse 3. Then, then they came to Him bringing... Um, a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And then he got into this discussion about that because they didn't like that. He did the whole sin, forgiving, forgiving of sins thing. And so the, uh, he, you know, got the guy healed, all right? And the rest of the story, the guy was completely raised up and healed. But I want you to look at this again in context of what we're talking about now. How does faith act? You see, faith is not going to let any obstacle keep it from their answer. Faith, and who, whose faith was involved here? Well, the guy and his friends. That. That's another message. It's good to be surrounded by faith friends, isn't it? Amen. And I think we've got that going here tonight. Lots of folks around us who believe and, 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 and know the power of God. And, and, uh, but listen, how does faith act? It runs into an obstacle. Well, this meeting is so packed we can't even get in there. Let's just catch it next time. I mean, wouldn't have been, that have been easy, man? This is just too much trouble. Just take me back to my bed. Listen, a lot of times when people are really ill, that's their attitude. And I don't know if these guys forced it on them, <laughs> but I've run into a lot of times when people say, well, you know, I just can't get down to the church because, you know, I'm in bed and it's just t- too much trouble. You're right. It is going to be a little bit of trouble. But if you have faith, it's worth it. It really is. You can avoid some trouble and stay the way you are. But faith acts different. It's not. And this is because this is pretty inconvenient, I think. Pretty inconvenient. You're really going to take me. I mean, he's on a bed. He's, I mean, what does that look like? They've probably got the stretcher kind of thing. That's what I picture. You know, and you're going to take me on the roof? Are you kidding me? You are not taking me on the roof. I could fall and break my neck. Well, 
Worse than that, I guess, you could stay the way you are for the rest of your life. But they definitely were inconvenienced. But faith will not be denied. Faith says we've got to get to the answer. And whatever it takes, I'm going to get my miracle. In this case, his friends are saying, whatever it takes, we're getting you healed. We're tired of lugging your butt around here and taking you everywhere you need to go and taking care of you. You're going to walk out of here today and start carrying your own water. All right, I I added some of that in there. I don't know that they said that. But I do know that their faith caused them to act a certain way. Their faith said, I'm going to get it. I'm not going to give up on this. I'm not going to miss this opportunity when there's a healer in the house. And he's preaching the word and and, and the power of God is present. Amen. Amen. How many know just because the power of God's present doesn't mean everybody in the place partakes of it. But those who say, I'm going to get it. This is for me. I'm going to have it now. I'm going to get what God has for me. I'm not going to have it any other way. That's the person who receives from the Lord. And they get changed forever. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you what. The healer's in the house today. He's in just like the Lord was present with them. He's present with us today. And He's present now. Thank God He's present to heal. Present to do great things and all we're going to do is real simple we're just simply going to believe we're just simply going to take it and not be denied we're not going to let any person or any previous thought or any previous experience keep us from God's best we're just going to lay hold of what he has for us amen amen I tell you what I could sense the power of the Lord not just because it says that but the power of the Lord's present here today